lift off and the clock has started. Pixel Life, this is episode 255, recording on August 7th, 2023. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are going to be talking about movies. Because, dog, your boy saw a lot of them. Your boys saw a lot of them. Um, we have a conference of delays to go over. We've got, uh, we've got to stop by the trailer park because some hot new trailers are parked there. Um, you know what? And, and we'll see what else we got. But to do this, I have with me as always, Justin Mississippi Roast Carter. It's your boy. Dude. So, Zach, for dinner tonight, yes. I had Mississippi. It's been a minute since I had Mississippi Roast. Um, I don't know if you know what that is. But yeah, explain, because I'm not sure. Yeah, so it is... A roast, it goes in the crock pot, and you put a packet of the Hidden Valley Ranch, like the powder, Mm -hmm. in there with a packet of brown gravy powder as well. Okay. With pepperoncinis and some of the juice and, like, a full stick of butter, and it just cooks all day at high. Sounds pretty good. yeah, it's for like 10 hours, and then it becomes pull apart soft, and we got mm-hmm. some of the uh, like bolio rolls, split them in half, nice. uh, broiled some uh, baby Swiss in there, got it mm-hmm. all nice mm-hmm. and like crisp, and then you put some of that bad boy on there, put a few pepperoncinis on there, a little spoonful of the juice, just chef's kiss, love it. So I will give you a, a hot tip that I like for a pot roast. Which just sounds like a a differently seasoned pot roast. Yeah, Uh, it basically is. Use cornbread. Make some cornbread, like, muffins, but don't make them muffins. Make them like biscuits. Mm -hmm. And then you cut them in half and put that on there. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're talking. Dude, I'm not going to lie. Like, as a kid, I was never a big cornbread person. Mm Mm-hmm. but there's a restaurant here in Arizona. It's called Doughbirds, and it's like a pizza slash rotisserie chicken place. But they also have prime rib and stuff. But they have cornbread, and it's like jalapeno cornbread. Yes. And it is the best fucking corn. Like it is soft. Like it mm. is just buttery. Like melts in your mouth, but like has the nice like little. You could like with the side of your spoon just tap yes. the side of it, and it's got that hard crust. Oh my god. It, it changed the way I saw cornbread. Like, I, I I wish uh, our listeners could watch you describe that because like the just the emotions you went through describing yeah. that cornbread was was a sight to behold. It really yeah. Was. My right eye disattached from my retina and <laughs> rolled back so hard as I thought about it. Uh, so do you know? Have you ever met my friend AJ Adrian? He's uh, comatoso on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I've never met him, but I have. I've seen the interactions between you and him on so, Twitter. So yeah, uh, great guy, great guy. He, 
he's been to my house a few times to watch football. I've hung out with him a few times. Fantastic dude. But he, uh, if you want, if you want a fun follow on Twitter, follow him is it's at comatose Sosa. His food takes are just outlandish. And at this point, I'm thinking he's doing it just to piss people off. Because he'll come on there and be like, cornbread is complete trash. Cheesecake is the worst thing ever invented. <laughs> like, you know, just all this, like, just incendiary takes that get people just so mad. And it's hilarious every time. You, Worth it. Uh, um, I, when I went to Comic-Con on the gas station on the way back, I had, and it was my first time having them. I don't remember if I even said if I had them or not, but they're gummy worms with the tamatillo the Mexican spice. Uh, uh, Tahin? There you go. Yeah. I, 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 I'm from Arizona. I should know this. I mean, it but... might be a, it might be a different brand. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, it has the, the like Mexican candy spice mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. And I had never had that before. And it blew my mind. It was like sweet. It was spicy. It was yeah. so good. And I was like, dude, I really want those again because I left them in Matt's car and they all melted together into a giant gummy blob. And it's like, well, I don't want this anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we went to Sprouts and Sprouts had them. And I was like, oh, my God. So I got like <laughs> half a pound of those. And it's been one of those like I only need like two or three. Like yeah. I'll go to the kitchen and just like pop three of them. And I'm like, OK, I'm good for now. And that little spice like lingers. But it's just a nice little like little snack. Reminds me of... Uh one of AJ's best interactions ever where someone uh, was saying that they liked tahine like on their drinks, you know, type thing like uh-huh. a rim of a beer. You put tahine on and drink your beer type thing. And, yeah. and he, uh, his description of tahine was quote, sprinkling poverty on your food. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's <laughs> and, pretty... and it's stuck with me to this day. I see tahini in the store, and I, I laugh every time. I, I don't even know why. Like, it doesn't even make sense, but it's so funny to me. I don't know. Like, just sprinkling poverty in your food. Dude, that, that, that might be worthy of a follow now. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, <laughs> okay, I don't even know how we got on that. But uh, you should have been with us before we were recording. We went through a whole, like, tattoo thing we were talking movies like we we have been justin and i have been talking now for about an hour and a half and we just started like at at some point we were both were like we should have pushed record a long time ago um, yeah the, the, the regret was there when yeah. it had been about 40 minutes and we realized a lot of the a material <laughs> had already been sifted through prior to recording but you know i was excited to talk to our boy here they, they, i know, know it, it's been a whole week. We had to catch up. It's been up. a week. You know, if you guys haven't noticed, Shannon, once again, is not here, dude. He hit the lottery, mm-hmm. ghosted. Yeah. Me and Zach, dead to him. He does not want to owe us shit, is what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I tried texting him. It did not go through. I'm assuming he got a new phone. Um, but, you know, congratulations, Shannon. Yeah. You know, maybe that, one day, once he's blown it all, he'll come back to us. That Mega Millions $1.5 billion lottery, you know. To be fair, if I won such lottery, you'd never see me at my ass again either. Like, my family yeah. wouldn't even see me. Like, it'd be like <laughs> I, would take my, I would take my immediate family and we'd disappear off the map. You know, like, that would be it. 
You're like, pack anything that's yeah. not bolted down to the house that'll fit in the car, and we're leaving in five. Pa- pack anything that I literally can't purchase and replace. Like, if you have sentimental stuff, put that in a box. But otherwise, like, no, everyone's getting new clothes. I don't even care. See ya! <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, Alright, well we had what I'm calling a conference of delays. I, You know... Devolver Digital's PR team, just the best. They're just the best. It's it's hilarious. You Whatever they're paying them, it's not enough. You know, like, watching it, and it was short. It was, what, th- five minutes maybe, beginning to end, if that. And it was one of those things where, in that five minutes, my thought is, how come Sony and Microsoft don't do this? Because you know what? They announced the delay of, what, four games, right? into 2024 and did it in a fun, entertaining way. I laughed out loud at parts of it and ultimately came away from it being like, yeah, all right, that's a bummer, but sure. You know, like there was no, there was no ire. There was no like, oh, you sons of bitches. I was really looking forward to that. It's just like, oh, okay, fine. That works. I mean, one of the games uh, they delayed is Plucky Squire, which is a game I'm really looking forward to. And if people need a reminder, it's the game in the trailer that goes from a 2D game and then it comes out of the book. And now it's a 3D game that's taking place in the real world. It looks it has a look and, and a game mechanic that just screams awesome. Like it. Please let me play this game. It looks like such a unique experience. And I really, really want to. But, you know, they announced in the showcase that, you know, the Squire moves through two dimensions, you know, in the third dimension. And now it's moving through the fourth dimension, which is time, because he's moving to 2024. And <laughs> and I thought that was great. Um, you know, we've talked about delays before, Justin, and I think we're both in lockstep with that, where finish the game. Take your time. Send mm-hmm. me a good game. I don't need you to rush it and send me one that's going to need 18 patches and sucks the first time I play it. Like, just take your time. Make a good game. Um, And I'm hoping that's what they do. That's what they're doing. They need, you know, all these properties need more polishing. All this stuff needs more work. Uh, But everything they announced was a bummer. Like, I want to play Skate Story. Skate Story looks rad. You know? Help me out. What were the other... Other ones? Um, so there was also Angerfoot, which yeah. is one that I'm also looking forward to, and Stick It to the Stick Man, which out of the four that got delayed, that's probably the one that hurts me the least. Yeah, but I will tell you right now, my kids really want to play that. Yeah. You know, so cause that's the that's the sequel to Human Fall Flat, right? Yeah, yeah, it's made by the yeah. same team. And and my kids play the hell out of Human Fall Flat. Like they, 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 that game gets run around those parts. I'll, I'll put it that way. And, and so they've, you know, they've seen the trailer, they're hyped, but now they've got to wait too. And it's, it's, it sucks, but I, you but know, yeah. oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just to say, I'm with you in the sense that it's hard because even worse in my opinion than it coming out and being super buggy and being whatever say plucky squire did come out this year to me the worst thing plucky squire could do is you play the game and you play 
three hours of it, you realize like everything you saw in the trailer basically was the game. That that was it. Yeah. That it's like, oh, this was at surface. Like it was incredibly short. Like it was cool, mm-hmm. but it was basically just like a tech demo for what could have been. Sure. So I'm a okay with them taking more time to you know make sure it's like a solid. You know, I don't need a 20-hour experience, but just, like, you know, a solid six-hour experience where it feels like a complete game, and it's not just, yeah, no, I see what they were doing, and it's cool, but they didn't fully utilize it into a full game. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Something beyond, like, oh, that's neat. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. You mean, like, I want to come away from it being like, that was a really cool game. Not, not like, oh, that was a neat effect. Yeah. So, um... But yeah, like, delays always are a bummer. But we were talking before the show, and I think part of it is just to get the end of this year is all of a sudden crammed. Like, there's a ton of crap dropping between, like, now and December. And it wouldn't shock me at all if they were like, why would we send these things out to kind of die? Let's let's wait for there's for them to have a window where they can shine a little bit. Yeah, because to your point, you also had brought up that you know Gumbrella is still coming out this year, mm-hmm. which is in the same kind of market as something like Pepper Grinder. Yeah, and they're both being published by Devolver, so you're like, yeah, why would they want to shoot one of their own games in the foot by releasing them like so close together in the year? Um, so well, and especially sense. and especially if like Pepper Grinders better, and they know it, and it's like so you're really gonna kill Gumbrella or vice versa, and they know Gumbrella is way better than Pepper Grinder, so now Pepper Grinder is not gonna get any sales because it's immediately gonna get compared to to Gumbrella, or vice versa, and people are gonna be like, oh well, I'll just buy the good one instead of you know the. The, the amount of people that are going to buy both within a month or two of each other are extremely small. Well, yeah, because it's going to be the, the Fire Emblem effect, where I was looking forward to Advanced Wars so much, sure. and then it got delayed, and then Fire Emblem came out. And then by the time Advanced Wars came out, it's like, bro, I already put 120 hours in the Fire Emblem. I don't need yeah. another <laughs> another tactics thing right now. Like I already paid and bought this. Or the cla- so. the classic, the all-time classic example is Titanfall 2 releasing the week between Call of Duty and Battlefield. Yep. And guess what game no one bought? The best one out of all of them. And you know, it's like, if they would have waited a month, either, either direction, put it a month before or wait a month after its release, it would have done so much better. But... You know, and so I think these are all lessons people have learned along the way. And yeah, let's and if you're the plucky squire, yeah, let's drop it when Mario Wonder comes out. No. Like no, let's just <laughs> yeah. hey, how about I wait three months? How about that? Yeah, I almost honestly, now that you say that, that is probably almost the biggest driving factor than anything is the fact that Nintendo came out with a direct and they showed their lineup. Right. For Q3 and Q4, and, you know, as a lot of people may or may not know, besides um, ports, the Switch is also known for being a great indie game machine as well. And so, you know, I feel like a lot of times, most 
all my Devolver games I've bought are on the Switch. And so, you know, being on the same console as, yeah, your Mario Wonder and your Mario RPG and whatever that's literally coming out in the next few months. It's like, yeah, dude, I don't want to fucking compete with that. <laughs> like, nobody yeah, does. no one does. No one does. Um, and if someone is complaining right now because they're hearing music in the background, uh, apparently my daughter is watching Annie at very high levels, so I'm... Trying to get a handle on that real quick. Um, Andy, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Andy? I mean, there's some smooth criminals around. You got to be careful. Um, But yeah, so if anyone uh, hasn't seen it yet, I highly recommend you watch it because it's very entertaining. Devolver kills it. Every time. Every time. uh, Okay, so out of of everything they they delayed, what's, what's the one that you're like, damn? I mean, honestly, out of everything they delayed, Plucky Squire is 100% my one. Skate yeah. Story is a close second, though. Skate Story is like, up there. I, Skate Story is yeah. up there for me. I I know you and me are going to, you know, geek out once mm-hmm. Skate Story does come out. Because, you know, I'm all about being, you know, a, made out of glass and sadness. Yeah. And skating around in some dystopian hellscape. You're a demon made of set or yeah. Of yeah, you're glass, a demon made of glass, glass and, and glass and pain. Isn't there that it? Yeah. Glass and pain. Yeah. That's, I mean, as soon as I read that the first time I was, I'm in. Yep. You got me. <laughs> Here's just, can I pay now? Cause I'm going to pay at some point. So hold this visa. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You just call me when you need those three digits on the back. I, <laughs> yeah. You can have the rest right now. Um, <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, Pepper Grinder looks awesome, though. No, Pepper Grinder, dude, the dude, A, it's crazy to me that Pepper Grinder is made by one guy, um, and he's been working on it for an incredibly long time, and so I'm ecstatic that he's finally getting closer to releasing it, and I've seen over Twitter and stuff the amount of work that has gone into it as it's been developed and stuff and it's yeah. like really cool to kind of see the final product yeah it's it's one of those things another one that's got oh it's a metroidvania but with a super unique mechanic and and i'm i'm into it let's let's see what they got because uh metroidvanias with unique mechanics you kind of can always get me you know like the the island express one where the whole thing was pinball yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Played, I beat that game. That that game was rad. It got me. Um, so yeah, I Devolver always. I can't really think of the Devolver game I played that I didn't like. So, they they pick good stuff, and I'm always excited to see what they put out. Um, should we uh, should we pull by the tra- trailer park? Well, I reckon Shannon ain't here, so I'm a mosey on out of my trailer for a little trailer trash. Oh, you sounded like you got distorted there at the end. I don't know, like time slowed down or something at the end of that. You know, I think they're getting a little heat wave in the trailer, Mm. so I think the record got a little wonky. I think they got a little opium happening in the show. Yeah. Um, that, that was, 
those prescriptions came in. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> all right. So we got, I, you know, I don't want to bury the lead. Let's talk Slother House. Because <laughs> uh, I believe my review of the trailer that I put on Twitter was this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen day one. Yes, I'm in. Like, it looks so dumb, dude. A murdering like, sloth. Thank honestly, you, Cocaine Bear. Thank you, Cocaine Bear. This is the gift that you've given us. Yeah, when when I saw the trailer, my first thought was that the movie was going to be incredibly expensive for me because I wanted to fly out to you guys to drink Four loco and go see it with you and Shannon. <laughs> like, I, you know, we should make it a, a, a Pixel Life tradition when uh, when the animal killer animal movie comes out. Your, your boy's got to fly out to the Bay Area and we, we got to force Shannon to drink a Four loco and have him miss the whole movie. It's, it's you know... It's, like it's tradition. Like, it's if like it Christmas. happens again, it's tradition. Yeah. So. so I think we need to lock in on this. Um, but yes, it is the dumbest trailer I have seen in a long time. And that that is putting Cocaine Bear on that list also, by the way. Uh, this looks like a college project. Like, this does not look like an actual movie. <laughs> I mean... Uh, you might hear the term during spoiler zone, uh, sci-fi original. And, uh, this, this kind of has that look to it a little bit. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. When, when I saw it, like I would not have been a hundred percent surprised if the funnier die watermark was in the bottom right corner of the video or like the OG, like college humor. You know, yeah. like that's that's the level of production this thing has where, you know, pretty girls are screaming and then the camera cuts to a chest up sloth going with its claws, you know, like it's yeah. And the and the fact that it's a sloth, like the slowest moving animal on the earth, <laughs> it's just it's the stupidest fucking thing. I can't. Oh, man. I don't know. It's, it's like the it follows of animals where it's just walking at a little pace towards you. That was okay. I think you just nailed it. That was some, some people sitting around being high as hell going like, bro, bro. What about it follows? But it's like a sloth, man. They're then, sitting there in their dorm. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think genius was born. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think genius was born that day. Um, all right, well, let's, we can stop talking about the dumbest thing in our, in our trailer park here. Uh, tell me about Saw X. Cause I have not seen this trailer. What, what, what's the synopsis of this trailer? All right. So Saw X is going to be the 10th movie in the Saw franchise. Um, It is going to take place uh, during, I believe it said somewhere in between Saw 1 and 2. All right. Uh, So it's doing the, where it's not a reboot, 
but you know it's like the soft they're do they're doing the scream thing where it's like all right it's kind of a sequel but it's like kind of, it fits in here somewhere um the guy jigsaw is of course alive in this since he died at the end of the third movie so he's still alive during this point and so is i think her name's amanda who is like his follower or like disciple chick yeah, that he's kind of like trained protege. up to help him protege there we go yeah. there, that's the word <laughs> uh so uh the trailer doesn't really give away too much you know you got you got the creepy puppet that's in there mm. and stuff you know people a lot of the new traps look uh pretty cool there's one where it looks like this person has two, like it looks almost like the long like cafeteria like lights and stuff uh-huh. but it looks like they're like in their eyes like some sort of like tube looking stuff so you know i'm down for some good traps in preparation for saw x it's been a while since i've watched any of the saw movies mm-hmm. so uh in two days i watched i say there's nine of them i don't count spiral spiral is fucking horrible that's the one with samuel jackson and chris rock it's like a side thing it is bad. I don't I'll, recommend I'll be honest, watching. I've it. never even heard of that. Yeah, so. it, it it's on Hulu. You can watch it. It looks it looks horrible. I watched it. It's just it has nothing to do with the previous eight movies, mm. so it's not actually like a part of the saga. So I just kind of leave that out. But I rewatched one through eight of the Saw movies, um, back to back to back, and. Dude, so it was one of those things for the longest time, like when Saw was initially coming out, I did not like the third movie. I thought the third movie was, I liked one and two, but I did not like three. And it was kind of like at the point when they hit about Saw 6, after rewatching the third one in preparation for six, I was like, dude, three's actually pretty good. <laughs> like in comparison to like the later ones, um, I three grew on me a lot. But I was actually shocked that when I did my rewatch of all of them, the eighth one, which is not called Saw 8, it's just called Jigsaw, uh, was, like, one of my favorites. And it's literally the eighth movie, and it is, like... It's weird, because it takes place in both the past, but also the present, but you don't know that watching it, which is why I really liked it, because 2 is one of my favorites of the entire franchise and the whole reason i like too is because the traps in it are really good there's a lot of people so a lot of people get murdered and stuff whereas one's a little like one the acting is incredibly bad like it's still it's still good but it's just like you can tell it's his Mm. first movie like the acting like the budget was very low like they didn't have the best actors like you know the traps were very simple and then each movie it kind of as the budget got bigger it kind of escalates and that's why I like, I think, the last one so much is it kind of has those classic traps, but there's, like, the budget's a lot better. You know, it had $10 million instead of a million. Sure. So they had a lot more to work with, and it wasn't Seven, which was the 3D one, which was very gimmicky, and it was just all around kind of a mess. <laughs> 3D, but, Jesus. Yeah. But the second one takes place, uh, it, you go through the entire thing, and the guy's trying to save his son and do whatever, and there's the people trapped in the house. And then the whole twist was, at the end, the feed that they were watching of the people mm-hmm. was a recording. And all this already happened. And so the game already happened that they were trying to bust up. And I like that twist at the end. And 8 kind of has that similar twist of you're watching the game unfold. And then you realize, 
oh, like, the two different games that are going on, one is currently happening, and one happened, like, mm. ten years ago or something, and you didn't know it while watching it, and then it all kind of comes together at the end, so I really like that aspect of it. Now, what's the, the main guy's John Kramer? Is that the Yeah. Main? So, are they going to do some de-aging stuff with him? Because, I mean... If it takes place between Saw 1 and 2, those movies came out like 20 years ago almost. So, funny enough, I I brought that up in Discord. I posted a screenshot, if you look in the Discord, of John Kramer in the trailer for X, and then a screenshot of him in 2, and he does look significantly older (laughs) in X, so I'm like, I don't know if it's just the lighting or like what, but I'm like, man, in between the two, because in X, he also has a beard where he's clean shaven in 2, Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, of course, I guess he could shave or whatever, but he was clean-shaven in one as well. So I'm like, I don't... Somewhere between one and two, I guess he just grew a full fucking beard. Oh, and, oh yeah, I'm looking at it now. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. And so I was like, yeah, I don't know if they are going to try and, like, de-age him some. Because, yeah, like, he's obviously going to have more wrinkles than he did 18 years ago because the first two movies came out when I were in, was in high school. Or, or is it just... They know their audience, and no one gives a fuck. So they're like, "Who cares? Let's just." Roll. Yeah, it's probably a little column A, column B. Like right. they probably don't have the budget to be, you know, putting on a filter over his face to make right. him look a little younger. Yeah, there's no uh, Harrison Ford budget here to to de-age him. So it's like, yeah, I grow a beard. That'll make you look younger. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we got that. This. Might be why. <laughs> <laughs> Like, just so you can't get a good picture of his whole face, you know? Um, so, we have to have a conversation. We have to have a conversation. Loki Season 2 trailer drops, right? Uh-huh. And it looks great. It looks awesome. It's... it. I should be so into the idea of Loki season two at this point. It's it's characters. I like are back. Some of the best. It was the best Disney plus show they've made. Probably the only thing they can hang their hat on from, from, uh, was it the series four or whatever they're calling it? Oh, phase four, phase four. It's like literally the only thing they can hang their hat on from phase four. But, there's been so many misses and just mid product that Marvel has put out. I, I'm not excited. I'm, if anything, I'm like nervous because I mean, maybe, maybe it was just the last one. Maybe, uh, secret invasion was the thing where I'm like, I think I might be giving up. I think that, you know, if like Sam Jackson can't save this, like maybe, maybe I just need to stop. Maybe, maybe it's time to get off the train and admit like the whole end game saga was fantastic. It's one of my favorite things that's been made, but maybe I just need to let it go. You know, the, the moment's passed. The magic's broken. Cause, cause I gotta tell you if this thing sucks, I don't know, man. Like, that, that might be it for me and a lot of people like that might just be the time where it's like, okay, okay, we're done. It's not for me anymore. 
So I feel like a lot of people have already checked yeah. out from the Marvel TV shows. But I do think you're right, though. There is probably, of those people, a mm-hmm. good handful that will return specifically just for Loki 2. Yeah. Uh, I, I I watched the trailer. I do have high hopes for it. Um, because I think it isn't it the only show that actually has like another season. Because everything's just kind of been one and done, right? This is the only e- one so far. Yeah, I think they've said like I think there's another what if season coming, and but that's yeah, also I mean, kind of like but yeah. like it's all for live action and stuff though. Right, the only. right. Because, I mean, so, they, announced a, they announced a second season of I Am Groot, too, and it's like, bro, come on, really? Like, we need more of that? Yeah, I didn't even watch season one of I Am Groot, so yeah. I can't believe we're getting more of that. But, yeah, I don't... I I think it just speaks to... It speaks to the quality of the product when this comes out, and instead of me being like, hell yes, cannot wait... My thought is like, oh, please, just don't mess this up. Like, I want to, I want to, I want to be in. I want to love this. And (sighs) so I kind of wonder too if, like, do you think Loki season two would have benefited more coming out prior to Ant Man? Maybe. Because I think a lot of people. Like we're, I think people were very excited for Kang, and then mm-hmm. Ant Man came out, and then people became not excited for Kang anymore. And since Kang is like, you know, was hyped up at the end of Loki, and then it's still, I mean, from the trailer, it looks like there's that's still the direction they're going. Is well, with I also have a feeling Jonathan Majors took a lot of people's excitement away from Kang. There's a yeah. little, there's a little Ezra Millerish effect there. Where, I mean, it's not to the level that they did, but it's bad. It, it You know, domestic abuse never goes over well with people. And, uh, you know, I mean, innocent until proven guilty, but it doesn't look good. And I have to think perhaps Kang would show up in some of these other properties had none of this happened. And now they're kind of scrambling a little bit. And I mean, Kang's in this. You see the statues, you know, in the trailer. But I think it's stopping Marvel from leaning in as hard as they probably wanted to. Yeah. Dude, so I, since we're talking about Marvel and stuff, Mm -hmm. I did see that it was some article, but it said basically that for the new Avengers, mm-hmm. the like leaders of what's going to become the new Avengers are is going to be um, Captain America, Falcon, you know, as Captain mm-hmm. America, um, C- Black Panther's sister, Shuri, as yeah, there we go, as Black Panther mm-hmm. and Shang Chi. So I'm gonna can we call that the Meh Avengers? Yeah, dude, I was like, dude, that is some of the... I was like, that did not make sense to me at all. That they were... I was like, dude, why not Doctor Strange? Like, or, you know, that was kind of my thing is... Shang-Chi has been in fuck all since his own movie. 
Like, he is not a leader. Like, I don't know why you you would put him in a leader role when we haven't seen him since Shang-Chi. Like, that makes no fucking sense to me. Like, Falcon as, you know, Captain America being the leader, it's like, sure, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm hoping, obviously, a lot of this is probably going to come more to fruition in the fourth Captain America movie. Um, But, you know, like, he'll obviously have been captain america i think for like a little bit you know between the whenever the show happened and this like he's obviously like gonna have like been a little better you know have like his feet on the ground but then i'm like dude shiri is black panther be like yeah she leads a nation and stuff but it's just like i don't know i can't see her leading the avengers well and i don't know man like if anything it really it speaks to the real failure of phase four, which was establishing new characters that people really like. Yeah. You know, and I mean, cause if they had hit, that's a good lineup. That's a great lineup. If people were all in on Anthony Mackie as Captain America and really like Shuri as the black Panther. And, you know, I mean, people really like Shang-Chi, but then that was one of the first movies and it never appeared again. Ever. I know. I mean, the, it's sad. the Thunderbolts have gotten more run. And look that, and that lineup sounds better. You know, it's like you got all these other people like in. Like Yelena shouldn't be in the Thunderbolts. She should be in the Avengers. You know what I mean? Like. Well, yeah, and it's like, dude, we don't have Spider-Man anymore. Like, Spider-Man's gone. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, then who do we have? Like, well, if like, anything, who are you bringing in? You know, you know who they should bring in is bring in all the young Avengers you've established. Bring in Kate Bishop. Bring in Cassie. Bring in, you know, uh, uh, Patriot. I'm blanking on his name right now. But bring in all those guys. It'd be like, yeah, we're a young, scrappy, fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle-like team of kids with, you know, Captain America to lead us and Shang-Chi and, you know, as like the old heads that are going to teach him the ways or something. Yeah. That, that makes way more sense to me. But, yeah, I, I'm at a loss with the MCU stuff these days. It, If anything, if anything... And this will never happen because it would cost them way too much money. I would stop all of it and just relaunch with the Fantastic Four. Like, all of it. I would... Sorry, Anthony Mackie, we're stopping this. You're not Captain America anymore. Sorry, all the people we hired to be Thunderbolts. It didn't work. Canceled. Everything's canceled. Sorry, guys. Um, And then... You reboot with the Fantastic Four. You get rid of the Jonathan Majors Kang stuff. And hey, guess what? Big Bad's Doctor Doom. We're doing yes. A, we're doing a Doctor Doom based run here. We're gonna cut all the cosmic shit, and we're gonna be Earth focused. Rebuild the Avengers with the Fantastic Four. Take on Doctor Doom. Let's go. Like that. That is what I would do at this point. Give it 
four or five years. Let people calm down. Let people get this taste out of their mouth. Let them be hungry for it again. And and they'll never do it. They'll never do it. No. But I would kill, dude. I would kill for good Doctor Doom. Like, and do- that's all I want out of the Fantastic Four movie. I just want good Doom. And also, you could do that. Doctor Doom bitch slapped the Beyonder. Like, they took him to the fucking cleaners. Like, this is this is a guy that can do some things. Doctor Doom. I know. Yeah. He's good. Like, he's rival to Iron Man, rival to Reed Ritt. He becomes a fucking god at yeah. one point. <laughs> I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't he, like, go toe-to-toe with Null at one point? Basically, Null's, like, the king in black that, you know... Like the, I'm the most evil dude around, and he's like, "Oh, uh, have you met Doom?" Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, and he goes toe to toe with Strange and shit too, dude. He mm-hmm. like fucking goes back in time to like do shit with his mom with like witchcraft stuff. Like, I mean, I'll invoke the name Mephisto, but like he went down and beat the shit out of the Lord of Hell, like, like waxed him. It's like, yeah, let's. <laughs> Let's get Doom around. Please. Please. It's, yeah. (sighs) But no, we'll have to deal with Captain America, who has Falcon Wings still for some reason. And, you know, fucking Shuri. (laughs) God damn it. I've made myself sad, Justin. I see that. Uh... Alright, should we do some what we've been playing? Yeah, I'm excited to hear. I heard you uh, beat a little game this week. I threw a photo of proof in the Discord, because I needed people to believe me. I beat Diablo 4. Yeah, you did. Roll credits, baby. Roll them. And uh, I ended up being level 49 at the okay. end. Um, and... Uh, my wife was making fun of me for about four straight days because for four straight days when the kids went to bed, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go beat this game. And then I go to bed about midnight and wake up and be like, I didn't beat the game. And she'd laugh at me. And then rinse and repeat. I kept getting a little closer, but goddamn, act five and six, they take a while. Like, Act 5 is, is probably as long as 3 and 4 combined. Jesus, yeah, I'm still yeah. on 3, and that that's a doozy. It, but, you know, if you just buckle down and do it, it's not too long. Like, each act is probably 2 to 3 hours, right? And then Act 5 is probably, like, 4. And, and you've got to go all over the map, and at that point... I hadn't explored big sections of the map where it's like, oh yeah, see that whole clouded over area on the map? You need to go to this little fucking corner right there. And it's like, well, great. Let me do that then, you know. And, uh, and but yeah, really ignoring side quests and then just getting to it. It The story plays out great. There's some great cinematics really enjoy the cinematics in blizzard games always uh doesn't quite play out like you think it will i will say that there might be some things 
that you have uh, think you're thinking about the story in Act Three and how it's all probably going to end. Not really, not really. Uh, and you get some revelations about Lilith and Anarius and how they're how the whole thing kind of fits in the puzzle that you're fi- you're figuring out along the way that are pretty pretty cool. But in reality, you know the way it ends. It, it is ripe for adding an expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of get the feel that like this whole thing is just part one of a bigger story. Okay. And, and I mean, don't get me wrong. If this is where the story ends, it's it's good. It's, it's a good self-contained story. But it would be extremely easy for them to be like, and here's an expansion with spoiler character coming in you know and and you'd be like yeah okay i'm in let's go um yeah like the, here's act seven exactly exactly um and it, it's it is funny though because uh the final battle against lilith i had been cruising at this point like i was minion heavy uh i had a blight build for my necromancer mm-hmm. and it was you know, you'd go in, you'd, you'd be blighting people, you toss down the big uh, pools of it, take people out, and then you'd um, throw some uh, blood lances at them, and, and, you're, and you just clean house. You know, your minions would mop up, you're good. Uh, I hit Lilith, and she beat the shit out of me about four straight times. Like, it wasn't even close. Like, I didn't get close. Like, she just kicked the fucking shit out of me. Body, dude. Yeah. I had some gear, though, that if I had done, gone the bone uh, spear build, would have really helped me out. So I put all that shit on and completely respect, like, all the way from the beginning with all around bone spear, bone magic. You know, the minions, all that stuff. And then doing that, I was able to beat her. I was able to beat her because I had the right gear on for to do that. But, yeah. That sinking really... It's like midnight. I'm tired. I'm at the end. I just want to see the end of this goddamn game. And the sinking realization that I had to completely respect my character to do it. Because I just didn't have what I needed to beat her. And it was like... You're like, you know, all it took was just abandoning everything I've done up until this yeah, point and ab- restarting. All, all it took was, you know, dumping 60 hours worth of character building that I've done up till now. And to totally change how I play this game in every single aspect. That's all it took. It's uh, so soul-crushing. I know. I know. But at the same time, beating her was worth it. Yeah. So, that last battle is uh, not easy. Especially as a necromancer, because once your minions die, you don't get things to replace them very quick. They are far and few between for you to have some bodies lay around to resurrect. Uh, But yeah, good times. Epilogue was really nice. Um, And... uh, Oh, yeah. That's the other thing I wanted to let you know. Some shit happens to some characters that you know that are uh, following you 
and you're helping mm-hmm. out along the way. The end of Act Five, some things go down with some of those characters that had me audibly say, "Holy shit!" in my in my living room, sitting by myself, because <laughs> I was not expecting it. And yeah, you will. Uh, I'm I'm curious to get your opinion when it goes down. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I'm into it. I haven't made a seasonal character yet, but I kind of want to do that now. I I'll be honest. I started going and cleaning up the side quests because I had 20 of them just sitting there in my cache. And I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll just go do that post game. And it's still fun. I still like it. But yes, I I think I can finally set Diablo four down and move on. Well, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. So what have you been playing? So, uh, I have, Continued to play Paper Mario. I am on, I think, chapter six or something. I have almost all the partners. I'm missing one partner. And I just got the ability to be able to upgrade the Ultra Gym or whatever to be able to upgrade my partners a second time now. Um, So I'm on my way to go to the whatever Ice King area because then i just have the ice king cloud boss in the flower fields and then i have bowser so i just need two two more i have five of the seven star people that i need um but that's been a lot of fun i've been playing that at night but um i've also been playing some uh pikmin 4 oh um look at you i know i'm on the i haven't played a lot of it i'm in the second area now um because i ended up um i ended up instead of the demo lets you kind of pick up where you left off or whatever but Mm -hmm. i ended up just like restarting again from the beginning because i wanted to make sure i didn't like miss anything and i also kind of fucked up like when i was in the demo i think i talked about it there was this one there's this one part where you need 30 ice pikmin to freeze this lake to get across and one of my ice pikmin died during a fight and so i only had 29 mm. and i was not finding more ice pikmin i was like god damn it now i can't do this lake thing so i restarted to make sure that i never lost that one in that fight like i guard safeguarded my ice pikmin to make sure i was like nope because I, you get exactly 30 like in the part where I was so I'm like I need that exact amount so not a single one of them can die um so I redid everything and like got to actually go do that part which I didn't get to do when I played the demo since I was one short but it's been a lot of fun dude the like quality of life controls compared to like previous ones like it's very similar to three even a little more streamlined but like just it's night and day different between like one and four um like you can um with the dog the dog helps a lot powering up the dog is incredibly useful and that's Mm. kind of why i restarted too was from playing the demo i learned a lot and i was like dude i'm like as soon as we're able to upgrade the dog we're upgrading the dog to be as strong as 10 pikmin because there's a lot of parts, especially in the first world, that like require 
10 Pikmin to move or to like open this or do a wall and having the dog be as strong as 10 Pikmin early on is mm-hmm. super helpful to just be like, all right, my Pikmin can focus on moving all this other shit while I just throw the dog at this and the dog can do this while I'm like, I run off real quick, do a bunch of stuff. And then when I come back, okay, the dog finished this. Let's go recollect the Pikmin that just dropped a bunch of shit off at the ship. And now we can reconvene over here. Uh, so like that's super nice. Um, being able to rewind time is also mm-hmm. incredibly nice. I ran into this giant bug that's very flat, like a but he's like made out of ground. He almost looks like a ham, like a thick hamburger patty. <laughs> but what he does is my Pikmin were I was in a cave and my Pikmin were fighting him. And they were, they were beating the shit out of him. And I was like, oh, dude. And he got up on his hind legs, like, vertical. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, dude. He's going to slam down on the Pikmin. But the way his health bar was looking, I'm like, oh, dude. They're going to clear him before he gets to do this move. So we're fine. We're fine. They kill him. As he's dead, his corpse falls and murders, like, 16 Pikmin. <laughs> what? And I sat there dumbfounded in disbelief that this happened and immediately paused and it was like hey if you jump back to this point in time mm-hmm. you'll get your 16 pikmin back and i'm like all right i'm like let's go back we're gonna do this fight again but now i'm like okay even when this thing dies it's gonna fucking do this flop so he got up on a tiny legs and then as it was about to do it i whistled and called everybody out of the way and then it fell, and I'm like, okay, fuck you. And then threw him back all at him again, and then killed him again before he could stand up. And I'm like, no, I'm not falling for that shit twice. Like, fool me once, shame on you. But fool me twice, You're like, we've shame done, on me. We've done this. I've seen this movie. We've done this yeah. act. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I'm not letting you suplex my little fucking red Pikmin into oblivion, all right? That is too funny. That is too funny. Uh. But that's all I've been playing, though. All right. What did we hear? Some sirens. Dude, did we got some intense sirens this week? We do. We do. Uh, okay, so your boys went and saw some movies. And uh, what? Where should we start? Um, you know, let's honestly, fuck it. Let's start on a high note. All right. Mutant Mayhem, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, let's go as the kids say because that movie fucking rips dude like <laughs> it's good it's good uh dude the if if longtime listeners will know i am not a fan of the animation style of this movie and i gotta say that holds i'm still not a fan of it the it looks it just looks like a scribble like it's like it's like you know, people compare it to Spider-Verse, and I see why, but I disagree. Like, it doesn't look Spider-Verse-y to me at all. It looks very much... Uh, it almost... It, it The way they do it, it almost looks like stop motion a little bit. Yeah. And and I understand, like, why they they do it that way. But it's it's a choice, and it's just not my choice. I don't... That's not what I want. And and that's fine. You know? Like, it's just... That. But luckily for me, the movie is so good that I kind of stopped seeing it after a while. Like, I got really invested in the characters. I got really invested in the in 
the motivations, all that stuff. And it was, it was really good. Like it was really good. I, I enjoyed the, the turtles being real teenagers. Yes. You know, like they're all into their phones and the memes and, you know, singing BTS and like, there were multiple times where that shit a the fact that they made not one but like three fucking Attack on Titan references yeah oh, killed I knew, me inside. I knew you were loving it. Yeah, loving that it. destroyed me. And then yeah, when I think it was Donatello, where it was like, oh man, now I won't get to see BTS IRL. I was yeah. like, god damn yeah. it. And then with the fucking motorcycle did the goddamn akira slide and i was like dude was that an akira slide and then at the very end when the little bug chick was like oh dude you have the original volume of akira i was like i knew it i knew that shit was an akira reference and you know like their big thing is they want to go to high school you know there's no like end of the world shit it's like no we like their big motivation is just i want people to like us and I want to go to high school. My my one regret watching it that I was I told Megan this and Matt after we watched it. I was like, dude, I wish this was in there. Was so instead of Master Splinter learning kung fu from his master, they all learned kung fu from fucking YouTube videos. Yeah, which yeah, makes sense, and that was hilarious. My biggest regret was I wanted in the mind because you actually see the youtube videos and where they actually have a lot of like they have ferris bueller's day off they have a lot of live action like real shit in the animated movie and my regret was that during the montage of them watching these youtube videos learning kung fu they did not have the classic dude in a kimono with like a cloud sword cutting water bottles in his backyard (laughs) off a table i'm like where was that guy i wanted like that and then, like, Donatello, but at Leonardo to, like, have his little sword and be doing that with water bottles and learn, like, from Neckbeard McKenzie in his backyard with his bleach replica sword cutting right. a two-liter of Mountain Dew in half. Like a watermelon or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I thought it was awesome how they referenced Endgame with, like, Z- with like zero fucks. Just talking about, like, Mark Ruffalo Dude. and Endgame. All the reference. So, a yes, Mark. They they did the punchline of Mark Ruffalo numerous times. The fucking cutouts of all the Chris's and like, dude, this is the best Chris. And it was Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, and Chris Pine. Yeah. And you know damn well, like Seth Rogen and his buddies while they were writing this were like high as fuck, and that was some inside joke or something amongst them. And they're like, yeah, fuck it, let's just have Chris's, and it's just all Chris's, and it's just three cutouts of Chris's. Though that like that killed that me. scene though that scene was like heartbreaking though like it was played for laughs where Splinter comes in and he's like so the whole thing is Splinter's trying to keep the boys away from the from the top world you know he's trying to keep them in the sewers because he's trying to keep them safe they had a real rough experience when the boys were real little and he you know was traumatized by it and he's trying to just keep them underground and safe. And that's why he taught them all the ninja stuff was so they could be protected. They could, they could protect themselves. Um, and he knows they're starting to go topside more and more and more. And finally his last thing was like, Hey, I know you guys want to be above ground, but like, look, I brought above ground down downstairs to us. And like, he had like human standees and 
I'm going to give you guys the like restaurant experience so you can like pretend you're in a restaurant and we're going to do this and that. And they're all just like, uh, yeah, so we're going to go. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> and it was just, it was so hard. Like, man, and maybe it's just me being a dad now where it was like that moment where he just had to, like, he didn't have it anymore. You had to let him go. Like he, he lost that power, you know? And uh, and I thought it was really refreshing that Splinter was like dad. He wasn't just mm-hmm. the sensei that they had to bow to and, and do all this stuff. You know, when they show up, it was just, no, he was their dad and he was hanging out, you know, and like, and cared about his boys and was just trying to keep him safe. And, and it was funny because like, it, it was about two thirds away through movie. You get, kind of that first big fight and it goes bad and they all get captured and they, and they're starting to milk Donatello, which is hilarious by the way. Like, yeah, the milking thing was great. Yeah, They keep bringing up milking and it's just, and then finally it does happen. And they're like, Oh my God. Like my son lost it when he saw that Donatello was getting the milkinator 2000. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so splitter April goes and gets splinter to as like this you know hail mary pass to try to help him out and he just shows up and cleans house just like boom 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 like just the whole room gets wrecked you know and it's like oh shit like i didn't i actually didn't see this coming like because at no point during before the movie did they even hint that splinter could do any of that stuff like sure he was teaching the boys but like it didn't seem like he was head and shoulders above them you know, it yeah, didn't it didn't show him training with them. Yeah. It just showed them training in the montage. And him kind of showing them what to do. But it didn't, like... Yeah, he wasn't, you know, a master in any level. And then you see him just beat ass, and you're like, oh, apparently he is. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, can we talk for a minute about Superfly? Because Superfly is an amazing villain. I kind of love Superfly. Superfly is great, and, dude, if you'd have told me that in our year, 2023, there would be an animated kids movie that not only was Ninja Turtles, but played an old Dirty Bastard song in it, and made an NWA reference in it, I I wouldn't have believed you. (laughs) Oh, the soundtrack. Dude, the soundtrack was so good. I mean, you know, Needle Drops with No Diggity. And, and yeah, Shimmy Shimmy Ya, and... Yeah, dude, when Shimmy Shimmy Ya came on, I was like, no fucking way is this happening right now. Well, M.O.P.'s anti-up, which is... I know. Which is, like, as raw a song as it comes, and all that beat kicks in, and I'm like, wait, seriously? We're doing this? <laughs> like, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm looking over at my two kids sitting next to me like, um... Yeah, uh, when Superfly kicked in the back of the maze, like, six in the morning, police set my door. I was like, God damn it, man. That is so good. Uh, but yes, so Superfly has amassed... Uh, so, rewind. Movie opens with Baxter Stockman. He has created this mutagen, and he's creating a family for himself. The first on the list is uh, the fly that becomes Superfly as a baby. And then he has, like, test tubes full of the rest of the mutants. The company he works for kicks down his door, trying to capture him and his research. It all goes south very badly. Superfly 
kills most of them and then escapes with the test tubes. Uh, Baxter Stockman is presumed dead at this point. And the uh, leftover mutagen falls down the drain, which is how we get the turtles and Splinter. So, fast forward. Now Superfly has grown up and the rest of the mutants are his crew. And they come across the turtles who are trying to take down Superfly in a way to ingratiate themselves to the humans so they can be accepted. But now they're like, oh, there's more mutants? Let's hang out. Like, we're good. And then, and they're having like the night of their lives, hanging out with mutants, being accepted as they are for the first time in their life. And then Superfly's like, yeah, so we're going to like kill and enslave all the humans. And they're like, wait, um, what if we, what if we don't want to do that? <laughs> you know? And so all of a sudden Superfly is like the real bad guy. They're trying to take him down. Uh, the rest of the mutants. I mean, Ray Filet was amazing and his love of singing. Uh, Mondo Gecko, who I love that they made Mondo Gecko essentially like the 90s Michelangelo. Like, do you know who did the voice of Mondo Gecko? Paul fucking Rudd. Oh, really? Yeah, it was Paul. Dude, the cast in this movie is insane. Like, you know, Jackie Chan was Splinter. I didn't know the four actors that played the Turtles. No. But Paul Rudd was in it. Um, Seth Rogen was... The voice of, I think... It was, was it Bebop? Rocks, or Bebop, there yeah. we go. Because uh, Rocksteady was uh, John Cena. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, Post Malone was Ray Filet. Yeah, yeah, Post Malone was like, dude, fucking Mr. Beast was in it, and he was one of the random town people oh, at the funny. end that was, like, helping them. It was so good. Yeah, so this movie ends in a kaiju fight, by the way, which is fucking amazing. It has one of, so there's like this anti mutagen where they're trying to take down the kaiju superfly, and there's one of the funniest moments where, Ray yes, my son is singing Ray Filet. <laughs> go, go, I please. Say hi. I'm recording. Can you leave? <laughs> Sorry about that. Um. So yeah, uh, one of the funniest moments though was where they're like, "Okay, we got the anti-mutagen. Let's, we're gonna shoot Superfly and like, you know, we'll end him." And at this point, he's like a collection of a million different animals, which is why he's a kaiju. And they shoot him, and just one horse gets cured <laughs> and runs away. <laughs> I thought it was so good. What made that even better was when he stayed. He's like, "Well, I don't need that horse." He's like, "Fuck that horse." Like, <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, I, it's one of the most fun movies I've seen in a long time. I, I truly enjoyed it. I can't, I want, I really want to watch it again. It's, it was great. It was really good. Yeah. And it, it sets up with a splinter, uh, not splinter shredder comes in at the end. And so I thought it was really smart that they didn't have shredder in the movie. Yes. Because once Shredder's there, it's like you have to like elevate everything. And this really was a great like year one tale. Like they don't know what they're doing yet. That yeah. first fight in the auto shop all goes wrong. Cause they don't know what the hell they're doing. And then they're like super stoked that they even got out of it. And they're all celebrating and everything. And it's like, yeah, but you guys kind of messed up a lot. Um, 
but but they're just so stoked that they like got to use their abilities. So no, I yeah, I, I no. thought it was great. They, they set it up really smart to do like first movie Superfly, second movie Shredder, third movie Krang. Right. Like right. that's the hierarchy I envision. You know, and there's there's a bit of a rogues gallery there that they can still pull from, like the Leatherheads and Mole Man of the world and all that stuff. Yeah. So. For sure. I mean, dude, I remember from the 90s cartoon, Superfly is literally some dude in, like, a office button-up t-shirt and some, like, Doc Martens that flies mm-hmm. around. He is as D-list as it comes, and they actually made him a minute... They did the Spider-Man effect on him by taking a D-list villain and making yeah. him actually, like, menacing and bad. Well, and I think they were smart to keep it contained. You know, there's yeah. April O'Neil, who's a high school reporter, to keep it everything teenager. There's no Casey Jones. You know, like, they 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 reined it in, in a smart way, I think. But, uh, so we talked about the best of times. Let's talk about the worst of times. Tell me, tell me about Meg 2, Justin. Whew. Yeah. Uh, so we went and saw Meg 2 uh, this weekend. And let me preface this because J- Jordan seemed like he was kind of throwing a little shade at me in the Discord. I won't be like, a little. A, li- a little. A little. Yeah, just a little. But I, I want to preface, I knew it was going to be bad going in. Like, I'm not saying the first Meg is a fucking Oscar winning mm-hmm. movie by any means. But it is a fun movie. I think it's a fun movie. It's it's stupid. Like, of course it is. But it's like Deep Blue Sea where it's like, yeah, it's dumb, but it's a fun time. So that's what I was expecting going into the movie was, oh, cool. It's going to obviously be dumb, but it's going to be a fun time. Like a Sharknado or, mm-hmm. you know, fucking any Lake Placid, something like that. Guys, it was not a fun time. It <laughs> was, yeah, it was, in fact, a bad time. Mm. It was terrible. Dude, honestly, there's, this is, I think, the first movie I have ever paid for that I had considered walking out of. Wow. And it was brought up, on the way home, talking about it with Megan, I brought up that how about... I'd say almost, not even 30 minutes, I'd say it was honestly about 20-ish, maybe 25 minutes into the movie, I wanted to leave, but I didn't say anything, I told Megan, I was like, yeah, I actually thought about, like, wanting to just walk out, and Megan dead looked at me and was like, dude, I wish you would have said something, because I had the exact same thought. Oh, no. <laughs> she also, and she's the one that was excited to see it, like, she loves the Meg, has watched it 80 times, and she wanted to fucking walk out. Like, if it was on in my house, I would have turned it off and put on something else. But isn't that the whole uh, thing it, where it's like, there's baby Megs now and stuff? So, the whole, so the whole plot is, it, the movie opens and the whatever company it is, is that is from the first movie. They're, they're celebrating their 10-year whatever anniversary mm-hmm. of being a company. They have this one Meg... In, at their facility that's, like, the oldest Meg or whatever that, like, they've kept alive and whatever. And the one dude's trying to train it and da-da-da-da-da. Well, the Meg ends up escaping, like, out of the facility. 
and they go on some expedition below the thermal breach or whatever mm. to study these megs and there's like a huge meg under there but like because they're in this area and the temperature difference like they stay in this area but then you find out there's this other company that is down there and they're mining rare minerals or whatever from the ocean shit and they realize that they get caught so to try and get away they cause a huge explosion and that opens a giant hole in the thermal thing so the big megs that were stuck down there now get out and the ones like an alpha it's the super big one and yeah. it's like an alpha meg that's kind of in leading these other three megs with it and so they get out and end up like fucking up their like little home base and then they end up going to some remote island called fun island which was some like destination resort and that's when the movie picked up for mm -hmm. me was like once they started going to the island it kind of became like man eater where now like people are getting crunched on and it gets like incredibly over there's an octopus that <laughs> was just there i guess and got involved and then it became like of course oh. there is yeah yeah and then it was like octopus versus the meg and like that happens was and it was it a shark -tipus? It was just a like you really didn't see the head that like you saw it briefly because most of the time it was just the tentacles kind of mm. like under this dock thing and it was grabbing stuff and throwing everywhere. But when it fought the Meg, you did get to see its head, but it's just like a normal octopus under the water. But that's when it kind of picked up for me at least a little bit, and I was laughing like I was like, dude, this is fucking stupid. But I wanted the entire movie to be that, and it was mm -hmm. really just like. The last 20 minutes was that. And I was nah. like, dude. Like, so it was so slow. And that's what was, like, the worst part is it was slow. And it wasn't over the top. Like, it took itself too serious in, like, some parts. Like, it wasn't over the top funny. It was just like, no, dude, this just sucks. Like, the CGI <laughs> sucks. The At the end of Meg 1, um, god damn it, what's his name? The... The dude from fucking Fast and the Fu Jason Statham. Yeah. He, he, uh, there's like an Asian woman and her daughter and stuff that he ends up falling in love with the woman. They're kind of like together at the mm -hmm. end of the first movie. So, you know, this movie jumps ahead 10 years or whatever. Like that little girl who was four is now 14. And the mom, I'm assuming the actress didn't want to come back. Sure. And so they killed her off, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, she died two years ago in some accident. And that kind of blew me away. I was like, why didn't you just recast her? Like, it's not like it was, like, Robert Downey Jr. or some, like, yeah, big-name yeah, yeah. actor. It was some random Asian woman. Like, I guarantee you, no one remembers who played the wife in the first movie. You could find someone... And just easily recast that character like as a little bit older of an Asian woman that's aged ten years, and nobody would have like known the difference that it was not the original actor. I mean, half the people that have seen the movie don't remember the movie. They remember it was exactly. a big shark, and Jason Statham was in it. Like that's about the end of the list. Exactly. And it's like the the daughter was annoying. Like she never listened to Jason Statham, and every time he's like, "Do this," she would always do the opposite. The, the black guy who was trying to be the ludicrous of the movie with the comedic one-liners, dude, man, they doubled down with that guy so much, and it just never landed. Mm. It's like every time he tried to do a zinger, it's like it wasn't funny. 
it, the delivery was bad, and then instead of just, okay, yeah, that didn't really land, let's move on, they try again five minutes later with it. And it's like, dude, now you're just doubling down on it. He's <laughs> still not funny. And it's like you're just drawing more attention to the fact that this dude's not funny. And it tanked the first time, but you're going to sit there and try five more times throughout the movie. And it's like, no, this guy isn't doing it, man. Like, I don't know why you're investing so heavy in his character to make him the comedic relief when he's just not doing a good job of it. That's funny. That is funny. So I I can't recommend it. If you want to watch it, definitely wait till it's on Prime or... I'm sure it'll be somewhere for free in like a month. The sci- like I the would sci-fi definitely. Channel. Yeah, exact dude. No, it, it legitimately would not have said like it blew me away after the movie when I looked up. So the budget, like, let me preface this. So the budget for the first Meg, I looked this up was mm-hmm. between a hundred and forty and a hundred and seventy three million dollars. Whoa. Was the first movie. And it barely broke even like box office wise us it tanked but overseas is where it recouped most of its money and it like just barely broke even so the fact that it even got a sequel kind of blew me away because it didn't kill it by any means at the box office and this new one i was like dude there's no way that like the budget for this was more than like 80 million like there's no way and yet somehow it had a budget of again, I think like a hundred and forty million, hey, and it and looked I, worse than the first. It looked way worse than the first movie. They're, they're, <laughs> they're animating triple the sharks, you know. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just the same shark model. They just shrink it. <laughs> they got an octopus. They got to deal with. You know, it's 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 uh, tough out in these streets, man. Yeah, dude, it was it was rough. But I, I want to get the taste of the Meg out of my mouth, though. I, I'm excited to hear. You went and saw Haunted Mansion. I did. I did. And so I'm so what did you think of Haunted Mansion? Um I thought it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. It was fun. It's a fun movie. Uh it's you know, very well acted. I thought it was good in that regard. Um and uh you know, like it's just it's a paper thin plot that you just really can't think yeah. too much about. But they, they shoehorn a lot of stuff from the ride in there. You know, I really, like you were saying, I really dug how the uh, the scene where she gets thrown out of the house and it looks like she's in the ride. Like, that was really Yeah, cool. and the chair was like, cool. Yeah. So do, that was fun. Do, do, you, do you agree? Don't you think, like, wasn't the beginning of the movie a little more intense than you thought it, like, would be? Oh, yeah. When, when <laughs> the bride comes out of the picture... Right there, yeah. and that whole thing. I'm like, right there. I'm like, my my son would have been out. Like, just, yeah, that's yeah. why I was surprised at like how hard they went. And then of course it eases back as it goes. But I was like, dude, that got like really intense really quick for like the first ten minutes of the movie. Okay, the thing I wanted to bring up with you that I thought was hilarious. I mean, we won't go through the whole movie again because you you kind of already covered it. But I thought it was so funny. Like, even in the opening credits, they're like, and Jared Leto is the hatbox ghost, right? Yeah. It's in, like, all the promotional. Jared Leto is the hatbox ghost. It's all CG. Like, you, it doesn't sound like Jared Leto. It doesn't look like him. It's all animated. It's one of those, like, why did you do that? 
Yeah, I mean, you would have never known it was Jared Leto if they didn't tell you it was Jared Leto. Bro, there were so many effects on the voice, I could have voiced him. And it would have sounded exactly the same. It, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand why they had to do that, like, casting and pay that money. They got yeah, nothing and out of like, it. like barely in the movie too like he only really shows up like in the last like 30 minutes of the movie but they got nothing out of it it was just yeah mystifying to me as mystifying as apparently a top hat that takes 15 minutes to burn in a fireplace i don't know (laughs) that Uh, was pretty funny where it's like they keep checking i'm like man that thing's still in there huh yeah it's still burning still still burning okay um like Jamie Lee Curtis, why did she need to come out of the crystal ball? She didn't do anything when she got out of the crystal ball. It was just like, okay, glad we spent a lot of time with that plot point. Um, the, nothing happens, but great. Uh, I thought uh, Tiffany Haddish was awesome, though. I thought she was really fun. Uh, yeah, she was really funny. The The main character, whose name I'm totally blanking on right now, but he was great. He was fantastic. He was probably the best actor in the whole in the whole movie. No, um, he's a really good actor. I really like the kid too. The kid did yeah, a really good job. Yeah, he was funny, was and that was a that was a good little twist at the end with him uh, talking to his dad and all that. That was cool. I thought that was a good twist. Um, but no, it's it's a solid six out of ten, seven out of ten movie. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's fun. I could see it getting run around Halloween time. It's a mystery to me why they released it in July. Like, this has I, this has September release date written all over it, and I don't understand. But yeah, I like I can literally only assume that the reason they did that was they want it to be on Disney Plus in October, and because of whatever guidelines, like there must be like a two month like waiting period or something like that before yeah. they can put it on Disney Plus. So that way, it would make the October deadline to be on Disney Plus. I mean, I guess, but it just. Yeah, it's weird. Then stop complaining to me about how box office isn't making any money. Because you're doing it to yourself. Like, that. The, the, like I don't want to hear those complaints anymore. Because guess what will make you about another $80 million at the box office? Wait two months to release this movie. It doesn't I, make any sense to me. I mean, yeah, them releasing it in theaters up against Oppenheimer and Barbie and yeah. stuff didn't really make a lot of sense. No. Did not, did not, but it's fine. It's a good, it's a good Halloween movie, you know, and, and the effects were really cool. All the stuff they pulled from the ride was really fun. Um, you know, there were a lot of winks and nods to, to people that know the Haunted Mansion ride. Um, but yeah, cool stuff. Cool. It was fun. Um, so I watched the first few episodes of Futurama and you were lying, dude. That is just. Futurama like they just straight up kept that formula going like it is Dude, so how many because I know the third episode I just watched the third episode today how far did you get uh the first two yeah the first two the first two yeah no I I loved like I thought the first episode was like peak Futurama yeah like, it was great 100%. it was hilarious the, the binging I loved it. and all that yeah yeah the binging and they're like having to make new episodes and stuff to try and keep fry alive perfect like no the second episode i don't think was as good as the first episode it was still fun it was like it, it was fine yeah, it yeah. was fine 
It's just I they came out the gate with that first episode though, and then <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I, all right, like I, I did love the whole like, well before you ha- you know are drilling things into your ocular cavities and then it cuts to fry and it's drilling in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, Is man. it too late? Yeah. <laughs> I just love like the but there's like yeah we're back baby. <laughs> <laughs> It's like all that didn't happen, um, but no, it's uh, it's Futurama. I'm 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 excited to dig into it. I'm hoping there's a gut punch episode in there. There always is. So you gotta have one. Yep. And then uh, oh, the last thing I, I watched was Glass Onion, which is an at this point an oldie but goodie. But I had never seen the Knives Out sequel, and Knives Out I love that movie. Um, it wasn't as good. It just wasn't. Like, the, the mystery part just kind of was weak. I don't know. Like, it... Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the acting is awesome. The cast is amazing. But the whole thing, putting it together at the end, was just like... I don't know. They they, they The main who did it was incredibly obvious. I saw it. Like, they didn't even hide it on the screen. It's like, I saw it happen and pointed it out to my wife, and... Oh, you're talking about when he, like, switches the glasses? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I saw that, too, and I rewound it and watched it again yeah. to make sure, and well, I, was I was like, was like cool. I was like, he handed him his glass, and then he died. Like, I guarantee, like, obviously that's when it happened. You know, like, he handed it to him. I saw him do it, you know? and And then, yeah, you find out that it's the twin sister and that's what he was showing him on his phone and all that stuff. And it was like, okay, but then did you have to burn the Mona Lisa? Like, it's like, I didn't, it was out. It was out of spite. Zach. I understand. But at the same time, put the napkin in your pocket. Like, why are you floating that around? And like, it just, the whole thing was just like, this is just kind of dumb. I don't understand. Uh, I did like the twist that, you know, there was the, like, thinking that she died and then, like, being like, oh, there's the sister and then getting to see, like, how that played out and stuff and that her game got smashed and then, you know, she brought it to him and stuff and that's why he got a box or whatever because it was her, like, fucked up one that she came to him with and they, like, had rehearsed and, like, practiced this before, like, pretending to meet each other the first time and stuff. Right. I thought that was really cool. Like, I didn't see that coming at all. I thought that was cool too, but that, that for me, that whole part kind of went too long. It was like, it would have been cooler to me if they would have started like cutting that in at certain reveal points, you know? Okay. Yeah. I could see that. Cause, cause by the time we get to the fact that like, Oh, she survived the gunshot when everyone else thinks she's dead. I kind of had the whole thing sussed out at that point, you know, at that point I'm like, Oh, okay. I've got it. And that, which was a bummer because in Knives Out, it's like I didn't have it until that big thing at the big reveal at the end. And by the big time the big reveal at the end happens in this one, it's like, yeah, I knew already. Like, okay, great, you know. But I mean, maybe that was the point because the whole thing was like, oh, this is super obvious and this guy's just yeah, a moron. And, you know? and I did and, like that. It was the very big where it's like, yeah, he's not original. Like, he didn't do any of this. He didn't make this. He didn't even do the puzzles that was the invitation. Yeah. He just paid some fucking asshole to do it. So he's not clever. <laughs> I did love that when he was like, oh, I just got this box with some children's puzzles. 
in it. <laughs> he all looks all offended. <laughs> that was good. It's like shit took me months. But no, I, uh, again, good movie, not great, which is a bummer because the first one's great. So, I mean, it wasn't bad by any means, but you know, it was alright. <sighs> well, all right, sir. Have we have we done it? Do we have an episode? I think we did it. All right. We done did that thing. So, Justin, let's take us in for a landing. You know what, guys? Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast. You know what? Why don't you head on over to the Discord? Let us know, you know, what do you think of Slother House? Are you, is it a day one for you guys? <laughs> yes. Tell and, us what you think about Slother yeah, House. Yeah. Let us know. And you know, while you're at it, head on over to Spotify. Give your boys a review. Let us know how we're doing. And Zach, if Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, hey guys, go be good.